Biden's Inflation Expansion Act is already helping prices rise. Abortion bans going into effect around the country. And we take a moment to remember the Kenosha riots from two years ago this week. And more on today's Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. It's Toby Sumter. Today is Friday. Blue Ridge Reformed Church is a potential CREC church plant. That's a communion of Reformed Evangelical Churches church plant in the Roanoke Valley. They're beginning worship services on Sunday, September 4th at 6 p.m. They are located at 6032 Cloverdale Road, Roanoke, Virginia. If you're interested in finding out more, you can check out their website at blueridgereformed.org. Today's culture shifts like sand, but New St. Andrews College is established on Christ, the immovable rock. It's a premier institution that forges evangelical leaders who don't fear or hate the world. Guided by God's word, they take the world back because they're equipped with the genius of classical liberal arts and God-honoring wisdom, thanks to a faculty dedicated to academic rigor and to God's kingdom. Find out more at nsa.edu. Right after Biden signed his Solve All the Problems of the World Act, that included $7,500 in tax credits for electric cars, electric car companies announced that they were hiking prices by about $8,500 per vehicle. Listen. On the Senate floor, Democrats' Inflation Reduction Act squeaks by. That massive new spending bill also set to boost sales of electric vehicles. Buyers could get up to $7,500 off. Ford and General Motors announced price increases for their electric vehicles. The price is going up $6,000 to $8,500 a truck. So that's pretty similar to the $7,500 EV tax credit in the Inflation Reduction Act. So, folks... That's classic. This is why you don't want the government funding anything. Anything that is part of the free market, anything that you want to be part of the free market, as soon as you hook up that hose where you can just keep printing more money, you can keep raising more money, you're not allowing the free market to actually uh, control or, or influence or drive prices. Rather, people say, hey, we can get this much money for it. Well, then hike up the prices. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, just, uh, you know, helping inflation by raising prices. Trigger bans went into effect in Idaho, Tennessee, and Texas overnight on Thursday. This is an article from the Huffington Post, that bastion of liberalism and progressivism and whatever else from the left. I just love reading their freakout articles about all our abortion laws going into effect. They've now, it's, it says, bringing the number of states where abortion has become illegal or been severely restricted to 14 states since the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, and to that we say, praise God. So-called trigger bans are state laws that were created to automatically ban abortion if Roe fell at the federal level. Many such bans, including in Kentucky, Louisiana, and South Dakota, automatically went into effect as soon as Roe was repealed in late June. Others required 30 days or further certification from the state's attorney general before they could go into effect. Abortion was already outlawed after the six-week point in Tennessee and in Idaho, those heartbeat bills, I believe, in both cases. Texas had a pre-row ban in effect with no exceptions for rape or incest, since we don't punish babies for the crimes of their father. Laws in each state required a specific amount of time to pass after the repeal of Roe for the trigger bans to take effect. 
Now abortion is completely banned at any point in pregnancy in Tennessee, with the vague exceptions for the life or health of the pregnant person. We call them women in the real world, Huffington Post. In Idaho, a near-total abortion ban is also now in effect carrying a punishment of up to five years in prison for any physician who performs an abortion outside of the law's very narrow exceptions. The Texas trigger law doesn't change who can seek an abortion in the state, but it further criminalizes abortion by threatening physicians who perform the procedure with life in prison and a $100,000 fine. Good for you, Texas. There are no abortion exceptions for rape or incest in Tennessee or Texas, again, because we don't punish babies for crimes they didn't commit. Idaho's trigger ban does include exceptions for rape or incest, unfortunately. But fortunately, at least it requires victims to report the crime to law enforcement, and that report actually has to be submitted before they're actually able to obtain a legal abortion. Idaho's law also has exceptions if the pregnant woman, not person, cheapers, pregnant woman's life or health is at risk. We actually talked to the uh, director of Idaho Family Policy Center, Blaine Kanzati, on the show last night and would encourage you to check out that show to hear more about those details in the Idaho law. The Department of Justice has sued the state of Idaho, of all states. Biden's going after us over its six-week trigger ban earlier this month, arguing that it's indirect violation of federal law because the restriction does not comply with the 1986 Emergency Medical Treatment and Labor Act. The EMTALA statute requires that all patients receive appropriate medical care and stabilizing treatment in an emergency situation. And one would think that would include the baby. In fact, again, we talked with Blaine about that last night, including patients who need abortion care when the life or health of the pregnant person, woman, is at risk. Idaho's trigger law originally only made an exception if the life of the pregnant woman is at risk, but not if the health of a pregnant woman is threatened. An Idaho judge ruled late on Wednesday that physicians in the state couldn't be punished for providing abortion care to protect the health of a pregnant woman. North Dakota's trigger ban will go into effect Friday if no court action is taken. That would be today. Indiana's near-total abortion ban, the first anti-choice we call that pro-life legislation to pass since Rose demise will take effect on September 15th and a pro-life measure in Arizona is set to go into effect on September 24th. But the state attorney general requested the courts consider an even stricter ban. Good for you, Arizona. Folks, our upcoming Fight Laugh Feast conference is just under six weeks away from happening in Knoxville, Tennessee, October 6th through the 8th. Don't miss Beer and Psalms Thursday night, our amazing lineup of speakers, which begins on Friday morning, including George Gilder, Jared Longshore, Pastor Wilson, Dr. Ben Merkel, myself, and more. Also, don't miss our awesome vendors, meeting new friends, and stuff for the kids. Also, did you know you can save money by signing up for a club membership? So go to fightlaughfeast.com and sign up for a club membership and then register for the conference with that club discount. You guys heard the live show on Saturday, live cross-politics show in front of the conference is with Jason Whitlock and Megan Basham entitled Lies, Damn Lies, and Journalism. We can't wait to fellowship, sing psalms with you, and celebrate God's goodness in Knoxville, October 6th through the 8th. Go to flfnetwork.com, click on Go to the Conference, and sign up today. Just two years ago this week, riots broke out in Kenosha, Wisconsin. 
signed up to terrorize the city. Just want to remind you that that's what happens when we abandon biblical justice. When we abandon the biblical justice of God's word in calling sin, sin, calling crimes, crimes, and when we abandon the cross of Jesus that deals with all that sin. We need to return to Christ, back to the cross, and back to his word so that our streets might be safe and happy again. An appeals court this week ruled that gender dysphoria is covered by the Americans with Disabilities Act, with a decision which could significantly expand protections for transgender-identifying individuals through the United States. Gender dysphoria is, according to this article, a medical condition in which individuals feel an incongruence between their sex and their self-perceived gender identity. Pause. Okay, notice that. A medical condition in which individuals feel, okay? Can you measure that feeling? Can you x-ray that feeling? Can you do a CAT scan for that feeling? Can you do any kind of scan or test for that feeling? The answer is no. The classification of the syndrome, which is why it's called a syndrome, has gone through several revisions within the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, right? It's going to keep going through the revisions until they finally get what they want. A panel at the 4th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Richmond, Virginia, earlier this month became the country's first federal appellate court to rule that the condition is covered under the Americans with Disabilities Act, a 1990 law that dictates protections and privileges for disabled Americans around the country. The ruling came after an individual who identifies as a transgender woman, so he's a man who likes to wear dresses, brought a lawsuit against a Virginia sheriff when the individual in question, the man in the dress, was housed with male prisoners after being arrested. This will be very interesting to watch because Christians and conservatives have historically been really bad at reading this play well. Homosexuality was once considered a disability or a psychological disorder, but that was actually the first step towards acceptance. Calling sin a disorder or a sickness or some kind of mental handicap is often a way to downplay personal culpability and guilt and a way to garner compassion and sympathy, particularly from well-meaning Christians. Pedophilia is currently being peddled like this. I'm sorry, minor attracted persons. The same thing with alcoholism for many decades. But the Bible calls alcoholism idolatrous drunkenness. You worship the false god of the bottle. You're trying to find peace at the bottom of that beer can. As is a lot of addiction language. Porn addiction, for example, really is idolatrous lust. Now, I don't mind if you're using the word addiction just sort of in a colloquial way, meaning you've got a problem, meaning you have an idolatry problem, but we need to recognize it for what it is. You worship that sin. You worship that sexual perversion. Remember, naming is powerful. Naming is cosmic. Our words matter. The first battle is over the dictionary. Who gets to define what words mean? Well, God does. This is God's world, and words mean what he says they mean. This is why the pronouns matter. This is why we should continue to resist calling dudes making vows marriage. It isn't a marriage. 
any more than a dude in a dress is a woman. The psalm of the day is, oh, it's the Fight, Laugh, Feast theme song. You know you want to come out to the conference just to sing this song. A friend of ours wrote it for us a couple years ago, and it's a good one. Come, men of Christ, be strong. Hey, you can practice it right now while you're going to flfnetwork.com to sign up for the conference. Come, men of Christ, be strong. Stand firm and hold your ground. Take courage, though the battle's long, the victor has been crowned. Advance the cause of Christ, once more run to the breach. Make sharp your swords and join the fight, for triumph is in reach. Come, men of Christ, enjoy God's given all that's fair. The things of earth are for your joy, received with thankful prayer. Take heart, glad men, have cheer. Let loud your laughter ring. And live as rowdy cavaliers for covenant and king. Amen. This is Toby Sumter with CrossPolitik News. Remember, you can always find the links to our news stories in these psalms at crosspolitik.com. Just click on the daily news brief and follow the links. Or find them on our app. Just search Fight, Laugh, Feast in your favorite app store and never miss a show. We are now doing a daily show with daily backstage content for Fight, Laugh, Feast Club members. Hope to see you in Knoxville October 6th through the 8th, and have a great weekend.